And welcome back to the show that just started episode one. I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And together this is Raisin, Raisin Brent. Brent. Where we offer two scoops of... Oatmeal. Hot sports talk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I was supposed I, to do more there. I like that too, yeah. Um, Potato dumplings. Ooh, uh, s- scallion pancakes. Skeletor action figures. I'm not going to top that. I don't think it's not possible. Yeah. But we are going to talk a little bit about some sports right now, and uh, baseball season is right now currently full in swing. Yeah, two weeks in. Uh, here's what I learned: the first, yeah, let's two talk about what we in. learned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my team, the Royals. Uh huh. Yeah, my team, the Royals. Uh, they had the third baseman's name Mike Mustakis. I learned that okay. in Philadelphia, apparently Mike Mustakis is they love him in Philadelphia. The Philadelphia fans love him. They love him in Philadelphia. He yeah, plays for the Royals, though. Because he plays for the Royals, and the Royals wear moose antlers, you know, because they call him Moose, and then every time he does something good, they're like, Moose. And every time, it seemed like every time Philadelphia, uh-huh. the Royals did something good, and Philadelphia did something bad, either one, the crowd was just like, Moose. So, moose. wait a minute. Hold on a second. They love Mike Moustakis in Philadelphia. That's what I'm saying. You're saying that every single time, it's not even when Mike Moustakis did something something good no. it was just any royal was good or a, a philly misplayed a ball yeah they are just cheering for mike Mustakis. yeah i'm pretty sure he's like a rock star in philadelphia it's like when you go to a concert and people cheer for Freebird, but they know leonard skinner's not at the concert they just love them so much they're just such a fan of mike Mustakis in philadelphia a yes. place where he's to my knowledge never played Never visited except for as a baseball player. Apparently, they've been waiting. They've been waiting, and this is their time. And they're like, you know, they probably want him to be one of their players in a couple years. So they're like, he's going to remember us yelling moose every time we dropped a fly ball or we blew a save. Is it at all possible on any possible level that you have this wrong? I don't think so. Is it because I just know Philadelphia fans are perhaps known as being a little bit more critical? Of their own team, and well, you know, he doesn't play for them, so it makes total sense that they're gonna. Is it? Is it? Maybe they aren't saying moose. It, it, perhaps, and let me just. I'm just gonna put this out there. Mm-hmm. It's crazy talk. But you put this, me in place. Put me in place. It's gonna you need be far fetched. I know. Is it possible the Philadelphia fans were actually saying boo, like they were booing, razzing their own team? It seems much more likely. Mm, I don't hear any of the same sounds in there as uh, in moose. As I do in boo. Maybe that's just me. It is a similar vowel sound. Hmm. Well, you know, never say never, but I I watched all three games of the series, and it was pretty consistent. Even even when he wasn't in the game. Yeah. Actually, he sat out two of the games, and they still just cheered for for Mike Mustafa. They wanted him to come out. They wanted the curtain call for no apparent reason. Exactly. Well, you know what? Color me wrong about the Philadelphia Phillies. I yeah. thought they were a very negative fan base. No, it turns out they're just huge fans. Yeah, brotherly love, city of brotherly city love. Brotherly love about Mike yeah. Moustakis. Well, we are we're breaking new ground here on the show. 
But we're talking about other things that we've learned uh, in, in the baseball season's opening two weeks is that injuries, man. Ouch! Yeah. They're everywhere. You got Jeff Weaver falling off the mound and landing like mm. a bad ice skater and kind yeah. of and hurting his arm. And you've got Jose Reyes. His ankle is backwards, it looked like. His ankle went straight Linda Blair from mm. The Exorcist and just started doing spins. And I think it started shooting pea soup everywhere. Mm-hmm. Carlos Quinton uh, damaged his fist on Zach Granke's shoulder. Yeah. Now, uh, for those that may not have seen it, what I'm sure you have at this point, but Zach Grinky in a very not beanball situation, uh, up by one run, three and two count on Carlos Quentin, kind of a crucial situation mm-hmm. in the game, uh, throws one a little inside and beans him, and Carlos Quentin takes a couple steps out, and we don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But then Zach Grinky apparently said something to yeah. Carlos Quentin, thus inciting a huge brawl. What what do you think he said? To Carlos Quentin, or in, should I say, what wouldn't you want to say to Carlos Quentin in that situation? Uh, you mad, bro? Um, perhaps. Um, uh, and so's your uncle. Ooh, maybe that'd be something that you wouldn't want to say. That would incite him. Yeah, let's get off this beanball because I just got off your aunt. Uh, you would not want to say that to Carlos Quentin in that no. situation. I'm not even sure from that distance he could have even made all that out. Although, have you seen Carlos Quentin's aunt? She's pretty hot. His tia. Yeah. yeah. She's I, she's cute. She's Bonita. Her name actually, I believe, is Tia. Yeah. Tia the Tia. Tia. Bonita. Tia Tia. Yeah. That's what he calls her. It's like Tony Tony. Except with one more Tony. And one less Tia. Yeah. Somehow. But yeah, so you don't want to you don't want to incite Carlos Quentin. That's a very large man. I believe he outweighed uh, poor little Zach Grinky uh like ninety eight pounds. Yeah, the thing is Quentin hundred and five pounds. He had no idea what you know what Granky even said to him? He said something to him. He said, and, and nobody knows what, what Granky said to him. Even with like a camera on his face, nobody's even sure. You know, it, it could have just been, uh, "Hey, my bad. Yeah, I'm in the wrong here, Carlos Quentin. Allow me to take you and your family out for IHOP after the game." Yeah, he might have said to him, uh, "Just he might have just called him Moose," and then he thought Carlos Quentin thought he was booing him. And then he just charged them out. Well, why would anyone think that? Maybe he's just a big fan of Mike Moustakis and took he that moment. Probably is. Probably the wrong moment to uh, pronounce yeah. your love for Mike Moustakis. Yeah. Well, you know, Granky and Moustakis both came up with the Royals. So, yep. Well, then it just makes a lot of sense to be doing it that way. But, uh, yeah. yeah, so now Granky's going to be out for, like, uh, how many months? Two, I, three at least, months? At least two Fractured months. Fractured collarbone. As instead of it really punching each other, they kind of just more did like a like a slam dance in front of each other. I, yeah, I thought for sure that like Rammstein would just start playing in the background and they'd all start just slamming into each other and and having a good time with that because that's a fun show. Dudes setting themselves on fire. Yeah, um, you know you've got laser beams, you've got angry German music that's actually not about anything at all. I thought maybe uh, Granky would pull an emery board out and just like start sanding. Carlos Quinton to death. Oh, you know? Ra- oh, was it Raleigh Finger style? Yeah. You know, uh, that's good stuff. We've learned other stuff in this season as well. well. We learned that maybe... The Royals. Maybe this is the year. Yeah, they're for real. They're not for real. Uh, they're kind of for real. No. Put a little bit of backstory in this. Right now, as of this recording, the Royals and the Detroit Tigers are, in fact, tied in the standings on top of your AL Central. Central. Uh, yeah, looked at me like a. You have and the White Sox are in last. White Sox are in last, which well, makes White, me even happier. The White Sox aren't very good. Mm, they have a couple good starting pitchers. Yeah. And they hit a lot of home runs. Yeah. But they're slow. 
They got beaten by Mark Burley today. That long time White Sox. Now that one hurts. Pretty funny. But that being said, now uh, for those that need a little backstory on the show, uh, I am from the uh, Detroit area. Not Detroit proper, but just outside Detroit. So I am. I grew up a huge Michigan fan, a huge everything Detroit fan. Eight Mile Road. Uh, I right? grew up on Six Mile Road, actually. Right? That's a true story. Uh-huh. Uh, and you? Ray's, Ray's mom had a short turd, torrid affair with, with Greg Buell. Well, or was that the movie Eight Mile? No, 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 no. She did. Okay. She Greg did. Buell, I, man. That guy gets around. It's really like a rite of passage when you're from that area. Yeah. Yeah. Um, however, your sports affiliations lie with with I grew up in Nebraska, and that's very close to Kansas City, also. So anything Nebraska slash Kansas City. So you'd say you're a you're a bug eater fan. Oh yeah, the bug eaters. The 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 bug eaters. Yeah. You know they won three national championships when I was in school. Um. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say they won three. I seem to remember a certain team in 1997 being mm-hmm. ranked number one in both polls, winning their bowl game, and somehow yet still dropping to number two in the coaches' poll inexplicably. Not inexplicably. Like, you guys played Ryan Leaf, who's terrible. Who was great in, at uh, Washington State University. Okay, you played Ryan Leaf, who's terrible, and Nebraska rolled Peyton oh, Manning. He was, They were up by, like, 40 when he came out of the game, and then T. Martin got a couple touchdowns at the end. Yeah, but Peyton Manning in college, I mean, uh, well, he was pretty good, he but pretty he good. was not a winner, not like he turned out to be once in the pros. It took T. Martin to take that team to the next level. Let's face it, when T. Martin comes in the very next year and wins the title, it maybe means not as good it, for it you. It just mean, meant that he had more talent around him than, than Peyton Manning did. Uh, anyway, would you like? I think we should make like a friendly wager. You know, since we're t- they're tied right now. They're tied right There's now. Only so this would be very fair. Only 150 games left. Royals, right. Tigers. Right. Um, I'm willing to to bet that the Royals, you know, beat will, the Tigers. That the t- Royals beat the Tigers in the beat, standings. Beat the Win Tigers in the, the standings. I, no, you got to give me some games. Why do I got to give you some games? Because last year, the you know, first of all, they just went to the World Series. The Tigers. The Royals did not be. Oh, they did. That's yeah, right. Yeah. I remember they they they, uh, they, may they lost the because they were they yeah. were swinging brooms instead of bat. Oh no, wait, that was the other team swinging brooms. Yes, after was, they got swept, it was very painful. Not you know what I would say it was actually less painful than two thousand six when they just completely decided as a full team to just go into full on meltdown and the pitchers forgot how to field their position and threw like seven balls over the uh, first baseman's head. Yeah, um, but just having all your bats go cold at one time and it was it was in the it was in the works. It was very clear it was going that way from uh, the Yankees and even the A's series before that. Um, but anyway, it, it hurts me. Here's but the you want to make a bet? Let's make a yeah, bet. Yeah, okay. So you have to give me, I would say, 45 games. 45? Okay, hold on a sec now. I, I doubt that the Tigers are going to beat the Royals by 45 games. What if the Royals are terrible? You know, they only win 45 games. What do you mean by what if? The Royals are terrible. 45 games would only be two games better than the Tigers were in 2003 when they <sighs> lost an American League record 119 games. It still hurts. Okay. Uh, I'll be willing to give you... You give me... 21 games. 21 games, I still think you're a little high. You're a little high. I'm not going to go an ace and a jack on you. All right. Last last 10 and a half games. 10 and a half is, is to me, that's still a little high. I tell you what. I will be very uh, honest. I'll mm-hmm. be very friendly. I will give you four and a half games. Get out of here. Four, four and, and a half, half You games. seem to think the Royals are good. I would think for, that's like a whole series and a half. Well, that's the thing is you never know in baseball. It's a long season. It is a long season. You know? Um, 
one of the Royals might develop I, talent. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm optimistic about the Royals, but I don't know how how optimistic I am. You know, I think they're pretty good. I think they could stay in the wild card race. Detroit's got a pretty nasty starting rotation, and they and they hit the heck out of the ball. Well, I say four and a half. You say ten and a half. What do you think is actually fair? How about eight games? Eight games is still too high. Are you kidding me right uh-huh. now? I'll give seven you and a half. Six and a half. Seven and a half. Six and right, a half. Seven. Seven for seven a push. Seven for a push. Okay. Seven. Now, what are we betting? Uh, you know, swag bet. Got to do the swag bet. Yeah. Now, you may have seen on our Twitters, uh, I may have lost the last two or three swag bets in a row, therefore forced to wear a crappy Nebraska and uh, mostly Nebraska. And you wore an Andre Risen uh, I did wear an Andre Risen jersey, jersey, jersey out. Uh, so you could look for Ray's and Brent at a place near you, and Brent will be decked out in Detroit gear. It's going to be fantastic. Or maybe you'll be wearing a Billy Butler jersey. Uh, only, only time will tell. But I tell you what, we're going to take a quick break. So here's three seconds of Porno for Pyros. Porno for Pyros. And we are back to Ray's and Brent. Brent. Um, very awkward. Yeah, really awkward. So let's talk about well, now. It's just this is very, very recently in the news, and it really is a huge tragedy. The the situation uh, in Boston, mm-hmm. and uh, we are not talking about the Red Sox season. Uh, we are, of course, talking. Oh, the Red Sox are actually doing okay. They're yeah. they're, they're hanging in there, um, just like the people of Boston after the explosions at the end of the Boston mm-hmm. Marathon. And we don't want to get you know overly uh, downer Debbies. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? Yeah, Debbie. I, I, I saw a quote today, and I don't remember who it was from, but I think it was one of the Red Sox. One of the new Red Sox said they picked the wrong city to mess with. Oh, man. It's, they're like Rambo yeah. in, in First Blood. You know, if they drew First Blood. Now I will hole up in a bar on the roof with a machine gun and yeah. shoot at David Caruso. Right. Which, you know, you, you don't want to do that. You don't mess with Rambo. Right. Well, Boston's a tough town, man, you know, and, uh, you know, New York and Boston and Philadelphia all kind of hate each other. And it's kind of, but it's kind of out of like. They're all tough guys. Yeah, they're all tough guys. It's all posturing tough guys. Um, That being said, not to say you wish anything would ever happen, ever, Mm -hmm. anywhere. It's all sports related and it's all out of kind of like respect because they've all had really good teams at certain times, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's, you know, the people of Boston are definitely a very strong people and we really do wish them the best. Yeah, for um, sure. But you know the 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 Boston uh, tragedy is the only way you can call it has really kind of spun us in different directions, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, uh, I uh, uh, I've never had to think about deleting so many Facebook friends just from you know, idiotic, my opinion, idiotic comments that they're making on Facebook. It only takes one tragedy until you realize that a whole bunch of people you went to high school with are freaking idiots. Mm-hmm. Um, well, tell your story. Uh, yeah, okay, so there's a guy, you know, I used to play softball with him, and he's he's a comedian, kind of. Anyway, he posts this thing on Facebook. About two hours after the tragedy, he posts... So, wait, nothing. nothing's actually been established yet. We don't, still, as of this taping, no one's taken responsibility. Right. Uh, like, literally, no information was even out at that time. Correct. All we knew is that two explosions happened. Um, uh, a few people, very sadly, had died, and many more were injured and mm-hmm. maimed. And, and your friend busts out with? I'll bet you a million dollars this was our own government. Get ready to start paying more taxes and lose your guns. Obama's coming for my guns. Yep. They staged it. Right, at, The National Guard was there. Like, when you know, we had actual, like, people with guns, uh, civilian soldiers, 
on the premises, like 50 EMTs or whatever it was, and yet somehow these explosions can happen, and it's the government's fault. Right. Um, yeah, no, I, I absolutely, I appreciate that. And how long did it take you wavering back and forth? Talk to me about the uh, process it took for having to delete this person on Facebook. Oh, I had actually deleted him for something else he said like a week before that. And then this was on someone else's, on uh, one of my friends had commented on his thing. And I was oh, sitting gracious. there looking at him going, I'm so glad I deleted you last week so I don't have to delete. I wanted to add him again as a friend. Just to delete him. Just to delete him. No, wait a minute. What was the thing you actually deleted him for in the first place? Was it, was it Kickalicious? It wasn't Kickalicious. It was not Kickalicious. No. Because you showed me that he also posted great things about Kickalicious. Yeah. It wasn't your rage. It was not my... Towards Norwegian kickers. Nope, it was not. Well, what was the actual thing? Ugh. Uh, Got to share it, it now. Yeah. It was something similar, you know, where, uh, oh, I, I, you know, it was one of those like, oh, here's Obama as the Antichrist, you know, one of those type deals. Oh, so, you know, just normal... Normal cable, cable show right, leanings. Exactly. I got you. No, I myself actually had a really hard time. I deleted somebody who I only shared one friend with, and I didn't really know this person hardly well at all. And I, I consider myself fairly open minded. I do not mind when there's great rhetoric and what's happening on the Facebook pages. I like to put it out there. I like to hear dissenting opinions. I like to go back and forth, ideally in a fairly civil manner, uh, as best as you can do on Facebook. Correct. Um, but uh, I I unfriended somebody the other day for just posting finally just one too many uh, uh, Benghazi uh, memes mm-hmm. of uh, o- Obama was watching the whole situation unfold with with the troops fifty feet away and they wouldn't do anything because he wouldn't answer the phone and and it's like no no I have to believe that if he could have done something uh, he probably would have yeah you you would think that that's the president's job if they're that close and you actually have your facts straight which they they. She did not. Um, that that she would have it. So at some point, you just got to go. Like I just can't. I just can't take such rampant stupidity anymore. That and she was posting far too many um, pit bulls or adorable pictures. Yeah. Uh, for I can I can I can only take so many. I can't take seven in a row uh, in the middle of my day. I'm well, sorry. It, here's the deal. The guy that I unfriended, I still have 15 friends in common with. So I'll still see his status things oh, every once in a while because I've got so many friends in common with him. And you know, he also had like three people. On his on his comment trail, they were like, "Yeah, bro, get some." You're ripping the lid off of this one and showing us a plate of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Although, in fact, he had no information whatsoever. We were accidental racists. We were accidental racists. Uh, we didn't mean to say those racially insensitive things. It just so happens we agree with them. Accidental racism. Wow. Um. That's about all I got to say about that. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, uh, we'll be right back after three seconds of Los Lonely Boys. Take it. I know it's more than love. Baby, I can feel it. Man, that was some good three seconds of music. Yeah. So, Ray, I know you're really excited uh, about the upcoming... Well, it already happened. The WNBA, the WNBA draft. The WNBA draft. Now, I saw that, and I, I had a few questions uh, when I saw that the WNBA. I first off, congratulations to the WNBA mm-hmm. for just still being here. Right. I mean, good for good good for y'all. Um, c- congratulations. Uh, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of women's sports that I actually enjoy. Yeah, you know, women's tennis. I enjoy a great women's deal. Tennis is great. Uh, even like women's skiing is is good. Like the winter sports, uh, the extreme volleyball, very 
That's a great sport. AVP. It's almost it's not I, just for aliens and predators anymore. And women's tennis. You know, women's tennis and women's volleyball are both, I think, better than men's tennis and men's volleyball for for the same reason. Correct. Longer volleys. Like the, a lot of times, men's tennis is just like ace, ace, ace. Right. There's actually volleyball. playing a little bit. The, the volleyball spike, 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 and you get more playing in those. So I, so those sports, I'm totally down with. But you know, WNBA, it's I just, just don't slow. Yeah, and it's very good fundamental basketball. I just don't, you know, I, for whatever reason, it doesn't. It, it doesn't, doesn't have that same zazz factor. I'll call it right. zazz. Um, but they they did just have their draft, and uh, and I did want to talk about it. I had a couple things about it. One was a uh, Brittany Griner. Uh, goes number one overall to the Phoenix Mercury, um, which you know that's uh, I think that's Deanna Taurasi's team. She is six foot eight. Brittany Griner is six foot eight and can dunk a ball. Dunks it pretty I've easily. It pretty easily. I mean, uh, she gets above the rim. I mean, she isn't exactly like you know tomahawk windmill. Well, NBA true. Jam on fire dunking exactly. But she, but to me, she dunks it. Pretty easily. Like, if I could dunk it as easily as her, no, she's, which she's, I can't dunk it at all. Absolutely. She is considerably a better basketball player than both of us combined. Yeah. If they were to take our best athletic traits, she would still dominate us. What's our best, athle- best athletic traits for basketball? Mine is, uh, so that means she could shoot a three while wide open. Yep. Yep. 30% of the time. And, uh, and mine would be uh, she's taller than everybody else. And therefore, only gets about one out of three rebounds, but at least doesn't get shut out in the rebound department. Yeah, she would definitely dominate as well. We're, we're not. I don't know. I don't know if basketball. she shoots that many threes, but, but the que- there's a couple. The question I had about Brittany Griner getting drafted overall number one, though, is that Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, did say that if Brittany Griner was there in the second round of the men's NBA draft, that his Dallas Mavericks would draft her. Mm-hmm. And I say to myself, Oh, Mark, if if because somebody else is going to just step up, is he is he like Deacon the other teams in the NBA? Yeah, like... is he trying to? I don't know. I mean, I feel like you know Mark Cuban is kind of a wild card. He might draft her, but what would be the reason? Jersey sales, maybe. Uh, I mean, honestly, he'd probably make a ton of money off of it. And at the end of the day, it's entertainment. It's it's money making. But do you think she would have a chance of actually making the squad? Absolutely. I mean, let's face it. There's three to four players on every NBA team that. While probably very good players, you know, anywhere they would go normally, just playing don't belong in the NBA. That's she, true. So you're saying she would, she might make the team, but she would never play, basically. I mean, you know, end of games, Darko Milicic for the 2004 Pistons. Uh, he was known as the Human Victory Cigar. But wasn't he drafted like number one overall? Number two overall, right Holy. after LeBron James. Wow. LeBron James, Darko. Oh, by the way, Le- uh, LeBron James and Darko, same number of titles. Same number of rings, one, and that's one more than uh, a lot of players. Not uh, for, well, in a couple months, LeBron will probably have more. He will probably have two. Uh, But I guess my question with that is, is just, if you were the Phoenix Mercury of the WNBA, do do you have any, uh, what do you say, uh, uh, negative thoughts about drafting Brittany Griner number one when she might go to the Dallas Mavericks and you might just have got nothing? Number one overall pick, here's nothing. Maybe, but she's, you know, to to compare her to other college basketball players in the right. women's world. Yeah. If I was going to compare it to a guy, you got to think that she was she was so dominant that she's yeah. almost like a Wilt Chamberlain type effect. So to pass her up, yeah, she was so dominant. I really enjoyed how she played in the finals of the WN or uh, uh, women's NCAA. Ba- oh, yeah. Oh, she didn't. 
Well, she wasn't in the final game. That was Louisville and uh, Connecticut. But that wasn't her fault. It was, you know, guard play of, of Baylor wasn't, you know, it was the rest of the team. I, I guess. I guess I'm just saying she, she's supposed to be so dominant. I mean, I know it's a team game and they win and lose together, but you can't say that she wasn't just a dominant player. And uh, she did get her, I believe they won a championship the year before. So she did uh, win probably, one yeah. championship. She's, do they give rings? And I believe they, made it, they still made it to the Final Four. Is it sexist if they give them rings? Um, no, I think it's just like jewelry because men do it. Yeah, but then I don't. Not know. really, because guys get bracelets for winning the you know world World Series of Poker. World Series of Poker, sure. And that's not sexist, sure. And and I'll never forget um, when I won a debate team in high school and, and I got a thong. Hmm, really? Yeah, it was very nice of them. Wow, I I won the same thing in high school and I got a stoa. A stoa. Yeah, which is just a little you know like a stump that you stand on top of and you philosophize to people. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. No. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> okay. Well, my second thought with the WNBA, and I guess that's just it. Like, do you do you feel weird about um, taking Brittany Griner first overall when she might theoretically go to the Dallas Mavericks so he can make a crap load of money in jersey sales and interest? And you know, Mark Cuban likes to get it stuck in. The other thought was number three overall pick was the Tulsa Shock, uh, mm. and then who did they draft? Skylar Diggins. Skylar Diggins. Brrr. Yeah, good you, looking girl. She's very attractive. Very attractive. Um, uh, you and a great player too. Well, I would hope so. Drafted yeah. third overall. Uh, you compared her to uh, Lisa Bonet. She is Lisa of a Bonet. Different world level hotness. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> now we're talking. Um, you know, I was always more of a Cree Summer type. Right. But I mean, you know, it was a different I saw, world I saw back Cree in the Summer uh, uh, open for Lenny Kravitz. Oh, she was fantastic. Lenny Kravitz. No, was it Lenny Kravitz? Or was that Creedence Clearwater? Or was it Revival? the Black Crows? It might have all been in the same concert. Probably. At, down at Irvine Meadows, she opened, and she was kind of like, Cree Summer became this kind of like lady Lenny Kravitz type, you know, real hippie-ish. I think that's fantastic. With the hair flying everywhere. I, Rocker girl. I'm all about people finding themselves, even if it happens a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Tulsa Shock. Uh, well, from the time she was on that, yes. that hit TV show <laughs> till she became uh, this rocker, it was a it was a different world. Am I right? From where you come from. <laughs> do, 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 do. Um, yes. But anyway, the Tulsa shock. Um, uh, what really was the shock to me was that I said, wait a minute. Doesn't Detroit, my hometown Detroit, have a team called the Shock? Aren't they the Detroit Shock? And then I suddenly realized they must not be there anymore in Detroit. They're now in Tulsa called the Tulsa Shock, which is a little bit like, why would they change the name of the team? Why has it got to be the Tulsa Shock? There's why were not... they called the Shock in Detroit? Um, it was like the Pistons and then like the Shocks. Oh, so it was like, like a, a part sh- of a car. So they had like a shock absorber. Yeah. Literally, it was It was like, yeah. It's like a phallic symbol for a girl's basketball team. Uh, well, a women's basketball as team. As opposed to the Pistons, which is a phallic symbol for a men's basketball team. Yeah. It just, you know, pumps and, hmm. you know, gross. So I guess there's a part of me that really felt weird. It says, should I feel bad that I, – I just feel weird. Should I feel weird that Detroit lost their WNBA team to mm-hmm. freaking Tulsa of all bleeping places? Um, or, or, or should I be happy that, like, you know, we rejected a, a type of basketball that many people, myself included, uh, find relatively unwatchable? Well, I think what we can take away from this is that Oklahoma obviously is just – rabid fan bases for basketball because you got Seattle that moved to Oklahoma City and those it's just packed all the time. Dear people of Oklahoma, stop stealing our professional basketball teams. Mm-hmm. I you know eventually the NBA is only going to have it's going to have 30 teams. 
all located within 30 miles of Oklahoma City. The only other team they can steal. They already have an NBA and a WNBA team. So now the only team they could steal would be like the Harlem Globetrotters. The Harlem Globetrotters. Or, or the I was G- just thinking. They'll probably take the Generals because they'll be cheaper. Uh, the Generals do come a lot cheaper than the Harlem Globetrotters, um, I would have to say. Uh, but I guess, well, why did they change the name from the Shock? I mean, the t- well, there are plenty of other Oklahoma-style uh, names that you could mm-hmm. call them. You could call them the uh, the Tulsa. Tulsa Lady Caballeros. Ooh, the Tulsa Red Clays. The Tulsa Horse Riders. The Tulsa Laders, as you know, opposite of the Sooners. You know what? The Tulsa Lady Lassos or mm. Lariettes. The Tulsa Soonerettes. The the Tulsa Corn Husker Ladies. Lady no. Oh. That one's taken already. Is that one taken already? Yeah. Oh man. But just I don't know. Why do you call them the shock? What, the only thing shocking is that is that Tulsa still exists as a viable sports town. It is weird when, when teams move to another city and they don't change the name because Oklahoma City Thunder used to be Seattle did Supersonics. They didn't they didn't keep Supersonics, they changed their name. No. But then the, you've got like the New Orleans Jazz who moved to Utah. Where there is no music. Where there's no as jazz told us. Because it's it's banned. It's 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 forbidden. Forbidden music. If it's not being done at the by the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, it's it forbidden. Is illegal yes. in the um state of Utah. And then, you know, you have the Minneapolis Lakers who moved to Los Angeles. And change their name. From the Lakers to the Lakers. Wasn't it? The Minneapolis Lakers became the L.A. Clippers. No, San Diego Clippers. somebody else thought it'd be funny if they just called them the L.A. Lakers Mm -hmm. because it was like a big ripoff. Right. Am I just getting that totally wrong? I think you're getting that totally wrong. Sweet. I did it. We bring sports knowledge to the table here on Raisin Brent. And now here's three seconds of... I don't know. What do you want to have three seconds of? I, I thought we had that print. I thought we had this. The best planned show in all of podcast yeah. land. Here's three seconds of Radiohead. But I'm a and that was three seconds of music. Yeah. And it was a hoot. Plus a holler. Yep. For a dollar. So. What? Important, what do you want to talk about now? Important thing for both of us, since yes. our, both of our teams were terrible last season. Well, was more terrible than the other. Yeah, I know, but the record didn't show that Detroit was more terrible. Uh, no, it was pretty clear. Yeah, double, double the wins. Yeah, but when you're in the here's the deal. My Detroit Lions have the fifth overall pick in the NFL draft coming up very soon, um, and at least I can say to myself, at least Kansas City was worse. What well, pick do you have? What, what what place in football were you? First, yeah, we're we're first, not first place. No, no, no. But it was a tie with Jacksonville. That's interesting. Know. See, but, and the but, only reason Kansas City has yeah. the first pick is because Jacksonville beat us. Oh. Oh, so what I hear you saying is there are two <laughs> terrible teams, and you lost to the other one. That's right. That's um, I, You know but, what? Here's you know, the deal. Following only... 2008, it's hard for me to really rip on a team for having the number one overall pick because right. you'll never do as bad as we did. Yeah. can only get better, you know. So, so we could, speaking of it can only get better for, uh, Manti Teow. Uh, hasn't been in the news as much lately as I would like because mm. uh, making fun of him is fantastic. I, yeah, you know what? I watched a show on him. I, you know, I was making quite a bit of fun of Manti. And, as, as were we all and yeah. still are. And, I, you know, I watched the show with him the other day where it was kind of a documentary. And I kind of I kind of like the dude. He was making fun of himself. So I, I respect that. What did he say know? that made fun of himself? 
Oh, I think he was working with Steve Mariucci, and Steve Mariucci former says, "Great Detroit Lions." That's coach, right, Steve Mooch. Uh, and Mooch says, uh, "Hey, uh, so you're gonna you're gonna go out in coverage here and just pretend like there's a receiver." And Mandai says, "I'm good at pretending." I'm oh good my at, goodness, <laughs> I'm good at, that's terrible. I'm good at make believing things or something like that. That's actually pretty funny. Yeah, I don't I don't funny. want him to be funny. I want him to be a stupid right stupid dummy who uh, uh, is is you know trying to get with a dude yeah. without realizing it. You think he's going in the first round? I do not. I, I don't see how anybody. I mean, maybe, maybe he's done a lot to get back in football teams' good graces, and mm-hmm. maybe one of the, like the, a lot of people, the Baltimore Ravens with the thirty second overall okay. pick. Obviously, I with Ray he, Lewis retiring, they I, need an inside linebacker. I think he goes in the first round. You want to do a side bet? A, another side bet? Yeah. Holy I mean, balls! You we have, have to, one side bet we already. Have to get a Teo uh, tattoo on your face. I don't think I'll be. Taking nah, this I bet. no. <laughs> I do not think I'm in favor of this particular bet. Um, but we'll say there will be a moment. Here's the deal. We'll do a Teo bet. Mm-hmm. You really want to do Teo bet? Uh, the next episode after the draft. Mm-hmm. Um. If Teow, okay, I will say he okay. will be in the first round. You say he will not be in the first round. I say round. he will not be. Okay. Here, here's what I think the best would be. If Teow, depending on what happens, right. one of us has to go buy the other guy Chinese Teout. Huh? Chinese Teout. Yeah. Um, I think this idea is terrible. Okay. Uh, that does not that is not going to be interesting to the listeners of Raisin Brent. They can listen to me eat some lo mein. Um, 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 mm. Mm, mm, delicious. MSG. Mm, taste the cat. Uh, Come on. <laughs> oh, it's old, but I'll do it. Um, how about this? It'll be it'll be five seconds of shaming. Uh, as in, uh, uh, who, whoever's wrong has to read a prepared statement from the other person live on the air of Raisin Brent. Okay. You down, down with that? Yep, I'm down. Okay, we're good. Uh, now, as a side thing we've been talking about, uh, we talk about the top five picks because that's all we really care about. That's yeah. what me, me and Brent here have been talking about for a very long time Yep. when it was very, very clear that both our teams would be drafting very highly in this NFL draft coming on up. Um, so we've prepared just, just in a moment. Uh, we have prepared our who we think is going in the top five picks of the NFL draft. We're going to compare notes and go over it and kind of see where we are at. Now, okay. overall number one, uh, worst team in football was okay. who again? Kansas City Chiefs. It was the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, uh, you go ahead and start since you're the okay. big Chiefs fan. Who do you have going number one overall to Kansas City? Let me preface this by saying I don't think this is this is not who I prefer them to take. I think, you know, if they can't trade out of the spot, which they would like to do, and I don't think they'll be able to do, I think they're going to take from Texas A&M, left tackle, Luke. Jokel. That's very interesting. Now I go back and I look at mine right here. I also have Luke Madman Jokel. Jokel? 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 I hope that this, you know. Joe jo Mama? If you end up being terrible and your name is Jokel, it's just kind of the joke's kind of right itself. Am I wrong? Yeah. What a Jokel! Yeah. Kansas City Tribune. Yeah. Day of the Jokel. Why do you think Kansas City's going to take Day of the Jokel? Well, they, they cut. Eric Winston, who was their other starting tackle. So they have a glaring need there. It's their only really glaring need. Um, well, the only other one is... Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. They are drafting first overall. That's true. Well, it's their only glaring need, you know. Uh, and their big glaring need last year was the quarterback position where Castle and Quinn didn't get anything done. Both, oddly enough, named after primetime shows. Mm-hmm. First we have uh, Castle starring Nathan Fillion, and then we right. have Dr. Quinn Dr. and Medicine Quinn. Win. Yeah. Yeah. He looked, uh, he looked like Dr. Quinn throwing the medicine ball. 
There you go. I'm, yeah. I'm, you know what? I'm in for that. I'm okay. in for that. Number two, who do you have going number two? Number two overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I have Sharif Floyd. Ooh, interesting. Defensive tackle. Now, originally this team was looking at star Louis Louis Tui Louis 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 Louis. Um, although apparently he has some sort of a freak condition, which might mean that any given day he could just like explode scanner yeah. cop style. Kind of differing opinions from different uh, doctors on that. Yeah? That's um, correct. Okay. All right. Well, so who do, you, who do you have? We're diverging. I have defensive end from Oregon. Deion Jordan. Deion Jordan. He now he plays outside linebacker. Mm-hmm. He plays defensive, defensive end. end. He plays a whole litany of positions. You know, this guy's kind of the uh he's kind of the uh what was his name? The freak. Javon. He's like he, Javon Curse? He has he had like a Javon Curse type uh uh combine where he just like jumped out of the building, you know, in every area. But I don't know. I feel like Jacksonville needs some sacks. They didn't have any sacks last year. No, 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 no. I mean, that's a t- if there's a team that just needs anything at all, let's face it. What that team needs is a healthy dose of Tebow. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and I'm just saying, he's a local boy from Jacksonville. And when, for all you Tebow lovers out there, I am not one of them. But when the GM of the 2-14 and 14 Jacksonville Jaguars says, there is no place for Tim Tebow anywhere near our roster, despite the fact that he grew up 35 feet from this stadium, kind of tells you that maybe, yeah, Arena League. Maybe go to go to the yeah. CFL and return kicks. The thing is, if he goes to the CFL, they pass a lot in the CFL, and that's not what he's great at. They pass even more in the Arena League. Yeah, how, how is this even possible? Well, uh, let's let's go ahead and move on here. All right, number three, the Jokeland Raiders. Mm-hmm. All right, I got this one right here. You got it done. Uh, I got your boy that you had at number two, Sharif Floyd. Sharif Floyd going to, under oh, the Raiders. There you go, Oakland Raiders. Uh, now, why do you think Floyd? Uh, why do you think they go defensive tackle there? Yeah, they need to have holes up the middle. You know, they're pretty easy to run on last year. That was uh, that was insider speak for Brent. Said I saw it on a website somewhere, and uh, I went with it. Uh, I saw it when the Chiefs played them twice, and when everyone else ran up the middle against them all all year last year. I can I dig it. That. Yeah. Uh, well, for me, number three, Oakland Raiders. D. Milliner, cornerback from Alabama. Now, I'm not nearly high on, on D. Milliner at all. Um, there's a lot of people saying he might go to the Lions at number five. He might drop. He might go to Cleveland mm-hmm. at six. Uh, Oakland always does something a little bit surprising, and I think way overdrafting D. Milliner, who I I personally, I don't think shutdown corner even exists in the NFL anymore. And, mm-hmm. and even where it does uh, exist, look, they're trying to shop Darrell Revis out of the Jets for basically a, a bag of donuts. Okay, So it's not that valued as you may think of a position. That's why I think it's for sure that Oakland's going to take him at number three. Yeah, you know, if Al Davis were still with us, I believe you know we would have seen somebody like Tavon Austin, the guy who ran like 4-2-5. Right. Who's, who's the fastest guy in the combine? Yeah. Just win, baby. I'm going to take him. Done. That's my terrible Al Davis impression. I think that might have been a good pick for them, you know. But, it might have uh, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, better than Darius Hayward Bay. <laughs> but they're taking Sharif Floyd. That's fair. How about number four? Philadelphia okay. Eagles, the I got, Eaglets. I got the Eagles. They just got rid of Namde Asamoa, so I have them picking D. Straight from the D. D. Milliner. Except he's not from Detroit. Yeah, I'm not totally sold on D. Milliner. I mean, I think he, you know. In some of the games I saw, he struggled a little bit, but he, he he had pretty good numbers at the combine. But even in the national championship game against Notre Dame, where everybody on Alabama played absolutely fantastically, D. Milliner I thought kind of got lost in there somewhere. I didn't see him really making a lot of plays. I mean, Clinton yeah. Dix, my favorite name in all of football, Clinton Dix. Yeah, I wonder why that's your favorite name. Um, I'm a big fan of our former president, yeah, William Jefferson Clinton. 
Okay. And dick jokes. Right. Yay. But I thought Clinton Dix overshadowed him. Uh, so, And I don't see how you could possibly take him this high. But I, I think somebody will, and you think it's going to be Philadelphia. I think it's going to be Philadelphia. Fair. Now, uh, this might be a little shot. I think Philadelphia goes a little a little counter. Now, this pick might trade out. Who knows? Okay. Why don't you let me, why don't you let me go number four? Oh, you're, you're, t- you're talking about trade? Uh, well, you're talking about number four. You said that you think D. Milliner is going yeah. to the Eagles, right? Okay. Well, what my number mean? four for the Eagles, Okay. I think there might be a trade here. Oh. Uh, not only that, I, I think that the Eagles might just take best available player on the board. Um, that being said, I think in either scenario, they go with fire up chips. Eric Fisher. Eric Fisher. Central Michigan University proud. Fire up chips. I think Eric Fisher, because I think a lot of people have him potentially going to the Lions at number five. I would originally think if he's there at five, the Lions are highly inclined to take him. That's why I think I wouldn't be surprised if somebody who really wants that left tackle, somebody who's willing to kind of trade back a few spots, give up a third-round pick, give up a second-round pick, whatever they need to do, because they really feel good about Eric Fisher. He could – I mean, he's on the board for a lot of people as the number two overall best player. He's – He's on the board draft. as number one on some of them. In now some too. of the boards, yeah. So I think I think one way or another, the Eagles either just take him uh, or they trade out and somebody else jumps in and takes Eric Fisher at number four. Interesting. So we actually have the same kind of the same five players. And I can say for the record, in... we weren't talking to each other when we were making no. these lists. Yeah. We were doing it totally on our own, which yeah. means that number five uh, I because you're going know this. to. I think this is poetic justice. Yeah. Going to the Detroit Lions from Central Michigan. Fire up chips, Eric Fisher. Fisher. We love Eric. How Fisher. great of a story would that be? I think it would be great. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, like I say, I'm a huge fan of Central Michigan. And throwing the table at me, I'm just uh, elbowing the table with Man, my knee. Just a little elbow drop right there. That's right. Um, there and see. And originally, I was originally going to write. I have it written right here. Eric Fisher, number five to the Lions as well. Um, I just think he's going to be off the board by the time the Lions draft because we're not that lucky. So I actually have the Lions taking from the University of Oregon. We've already mentioned him. Dion Jordan going number five to the Lions as defensive end. Now that we've lost uh, Cliff Averill to Seattle, uh, defensive end and outside linebacker are two very important positions for your Detroit Lions. Makes perfect sense. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. There should be weird, There could be some weird trades up here. You know, I don't. I don't think anybody's going to get desperate and take like you know Geno Smith. Well, Although, there's a certain team at number one. Or uh, I don't think it's going to be Kansas City because we picked no. up Alex Smith. It could be Oakland. But, uh, it, could be Oakland. Uh, it could be Oakland. And you could even see Oakland, you know, like, we really love E.J. Manuel. Yeah, uh, E.J. Manuel. They could go for uh, uh, Ezekiel. Uh, Ansa. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Ezekiel Ansa. I mean, that would too. be a great That'd be a great pick for the Lions as well at number five. It's, I'm just going with Deion Jordan. I think it's kind of a weird draft because there's all these guys that are, like, kind of tweeners and, and not uh, – or – you just in, in the film, I guess when this, not me studying yeah. the film, but people saying that they're inconsistent in the film or at the combine, just like there's not a lot of just slam dunks, you know. And, and plus, so many people from like a month ago when we were talking about the draft, so many of these guys have major medical issues. You've got uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jarvis Jones, you've got Star Lue Lue. No, Tulele. Oh, oh, yeah, defensive tackle from Utah, uh, and you've got uh, Bjorn Werner. Yeah. Now they're saying might drop to the Lions in the second round. Right. He was projected uh, like top five a couple months ago. Right. He was projected very, very highly. Uh, number three, I think, is high on some boards that I saw. So and now, uh, okay, here, here, here's a question. How many quarterbacks you think go in the first round this year? How many quarterbacks go in the first round? Now, Vegas has this set at two and a half. I think two. I think yeah. it's going to be Barkley. I think it's going to be Smith. They're saying this uh, this guy from Syracuse. Was it Nasib? 
Mm-hmm. Could potentially get slated in and get taken maybe like 32nd overall or something like that to your Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I think if it's two and a half, I think I take the unders on that too. I think, I mean, I think I think there's a possibility that we could have zero. But I think, I think somebody's going somebody's to jump in at the end of the first round. I don't think there's going to be anybody at the top, but I think a couple people trade back into the first round to try to jump over some people. Not not their original first round picks, but they trade right. back in. In order right to jump in and grab somebody. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's entirely possible. But I tell you what, uh, that's it for NFL Draft Talk Top 5 here on Raisin Brent. Uh, now we're going to take it to three seconds of Camel Talk. Is that a thing? Camel Talk? I don't think that's a thing. Well, we're going to find it next on Raisin Brent. <laughs> and, th- oh my gosh, that was so interesting, that thing we just listened mm-hmm. to. Camel something. Camel talk? Camel talk, yeah. Camel talk. They have interesting voices. It's a thing now. I'm starting something here. Yep. On today's episode of Raisin Brand. And that's going to conclude today's episode once again. My name is Ray. And this is Brent. And we offered up two scoops of... Raisin Brent. Didn't you just hear what I said? Two scoops of Raisin Brent. I thought we could maybe Take your two scoops and be happy, people. We we could have done Yeah, we'll have to do that next week. I don't know. Hey, next week we find out who has to pay off on the tail bet. Oh, someone's going to get publicly shamed. Yeah. It'll be me. Or me. Yeah. Or? Yeah, you're going to have to tune in next week to find out. All right. That's so Raisin Brent. We're, we're done. Um, bye, bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>